You are listening to the Walk After Falling podcast. I don't know what kind of struggle you're going through. I don't know what the situation may be, but you serve a mighty God. Walk after falling, falling, falling. Like that beat there? <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, man. That's actually, so that's my dad's voice. And okay. when I when I got the equipment, he was actually just playing around with it, and he he was a youth pastor for a long time, so he got on here and he started just, just saying some random things. I had it on my phone, and I was like, you know, I'm going to use that for that beat, man. That'd be awesome. Oh, cool. <laughs> I love that. That's thank cool. you, thank you. Uh, well, happy Monday, everybody. We're here, and uh, yet again, we have a uh, awesome guest today. Mm-hmm. Um, following him on Instagram and TikTok. Uh, We have somebody who is going to share an awesome story, and we're here to conversate with him and just give God the glory through what we're going to do. So I want to let you know I'm here with Catherine. Yes, hello. (laughs) (laughs) And our guest today is Andrew F. Carter. Andrew, how's it going? Going well, you guys. Thank you for having me. Mm -hmm. Awesome, man. So I see you're in the war room. (laughs) That's right. My spot. So where you at the uh, where you at today? I know you were out of town recently. Uh, you're back in California, is it? Yeah, yeah, I'm in Inglewood, California, right now. Okay, awesome, mm-hmm. man. Yeah, and then so you said it's just kind of been just a slower day today, just enjoying uh, something. I know I saw a video that you say you like to go to the beach and kind of just do some devotions and things like that. Um, what what is your typical day like? It really depends. Some days, uh, you know, I'll go down to the beach, but every morning starts off with my devotion. I get yeah. into my devotional. I uh, read my word, pray a little bit of worship, uh, but then I create content uh, mm-hmm. based on my readings and whatever the, the spirit's talking, you know, whatever it's speaking to my heart. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Awesome. What a way to start the day. We've been listening to this podcast um, with John Mark Comer and I forget the other uh, guy's name. Jefferson Bethke. Yeah, and they are talking about hurry and um, the hustle culture. Mm-hmm. And, you know, one of the things that I keep hearing over and over is like, spend some time right in the morning, right when you wake up without your phone. Mm-hmm. And it's just so easy to wake up, like you wake up from your phone and then you wake up just like inundated with everything, with all your notifications and whatever. Yeah. So it's like the more, I'm just hearing this message more and more of like, right away when you wake up, like that's when you're at your most vulnerable. So spend time like feeding yourself with the word and with like with the spirit. And yeah, so that's awesome that you do that. Yeah. I couldn't agree more. That's, I feel like, and especially with all of my social media, I have so many notifications. (laughs) Once I start, it's uh, it's no stop ending. So I I tap in early. Mm. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. So really when we reached out to you for this podcast and with you saying that it's funny because I was like you know what I've been following him for a little bit I love I love what he brings and the energy he brings and the message that you know he is uh putting out there uh on behalf of Christ and just just being a follower and I was like am I gonna get through to him somehow is he gonna see this message so (laughs) I was just like let me just put it out there and see what happens but I know that that yeah that hustle and hurry is definitely and when it becomes something like you said you start and you can't stop it's just like you taking up this calling now you know what I mean like once you start it you put it to action and you got to run with it so can you tell us a little bit about how this even started for you yeah you know it it started um I mean I'll jump around a little bit when I was 23 I was called to ministry and that's Mm. a part of my story um I was spoke over a prophetic word was given that I would uh, speak to the masses. I would, I had words of gold and then I would speak to millions of people and bring them to Jesus. Yeah. Wow. And, um, at 23, that wasn't the message that I wanted to hear. Mm. And so, um, I ran <laughs> the other direction and out of church, never looked back. I didn't look back for years. Um, and so fast forward, uh, I got onto TikTok and I was sharing my testimony. Um, and I had already come back to God and I started sharing my testimony and it just kind of blew up. Um, mm. overnight I went from about 200 followers to over 15,000 mm. and at this point it's almost 600,000, wow, but yeah. it's kind of exploded and become itself. It's its own thing. And it's all, you know, pursuing God and, and speaking my, my truth and, and sharing my testimony. Yeah. Mm, that's amazing. What, if you could describe yourself at 23, mm. what was 23 year old Andrew doing <laughs> and why was it such, uh, 
the, why was there so much pushback against that word spoken to you? So that's a great question. Uh, 23-year-old Andrew had two kids mm-hmm. and had been married for almost five years. Wow. Um, uh, I worked in a factory at the time, uh, building manufactured homes. Mm. And in church, you know, five to six days a week, I was in ministry. Uh, I was an usher. I was like learning the word to be a, a junior pastor. Um, you know, I was, I was completely in it, but I was, I was offered an opportunity to play basketball. So I played basketball in high school. Um, I went to an open gym with my buddy who just got back from Afghanistan. Mm. And he said, meet me over here to play some ball. I show up at this, the the local community college and I didn't know it was a tryout. I had no idea. So I went there and I did my thing. I I stood out and the coach actually offered me a spot on the team for the next year. And I was like, I'm not even in school, man. Like, I, I don't even know, like, really? And so when I took that to my pastor, um, he frowned on it. He mm. wanted me in ministry. And he said, you know, not all opportunities are from God and that it would kind of uh, take me off track. And me being 23, mm-hmm. um, not having a college degree, being in a dead end job, I saw it as opportunity. Yeah. So I pursued my own dream and walked away from the ministry because that's not what I wanted to do. Yeah. Right. What kind of church were you in at that point? Like, and it was it one that you grew up with from, from when you were young. Yeah. So I, I never even heard the name of Jesus until I was 17 years old. Wow. Um, I mean, except for during Christmas time and Christmas pageants. I mean, to me, Jesus was just a, he was like the Easter bunny or Santa. It yeah. was just a name that holiday, you know, is involved with that. But the church I went to was a, a Pentecostal church. Okay. Um, Bible fire breathing, yep. Bible thumb, <laughs> like hardcore Holy Spirit filled. Uh, it was a, a great, great church. Yeah. Mm. So yeah. I want to go back to that. Uh, your pastor telling you that looking back now and learning all the things that you learn, do you, if you were to be in that situation and maybe your son or somebody were to come to you uh, with that same kind of opportunity, would you see it now as your pastor saw it then? Like, do you truly believe that? playing basketball, even though you went through with it, do you believe that you could have still played basketball or took that opportunity and still given, you know, had the same thing going on with church or do you feel like it had to be one or the other? No, I I definitely could have done uh, both, but I don't think I could have stayed in that body Mm. of belief. There there was a very strong hierarchy of authority and power um, in that church to the point where before I made decisions, I would seek the counsel of my pastor. Mm. So I went in a meeting and asked him and he didn't just frown on it. He almost, I mean, it was just, it was a very solid, don't do it. Wow. Don't do it. Wow. And for me, the way I grew up, not having, you know, many opportunities it, to me, it was like a blessing. I was like, this is, this is what I've been wanting my entire life. Um, and I'm going to have to sacrifice this once in a lifetime opportunity that just fell in my lap to pursue ministry. Mm. And the picture of ministry in that church, you know, God bless the man. I have nothing, but he, he was, he was a man who was married and had 10 kids mm. and, you know, struggled by, he, you know, there's not a lot of money in ministry. No. Um, and so the picture that was put there in front of me, mm-hmm. you know, have a bunch of more kids and, and struggle <laughs> and do this or yeah. go off and actually get a college degree, yeah. get out of your dead end job. Um, and, and there's a lot that plays into it mm-hmm. too, because my, sure. my dad played basketball. So it was, there was like a lot of a lot things of that played in. Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. No, that's good, man. I appreciate you sharing that because I think it's important when people have, when, you know, when we go to other people and ask for counsel, I mean, it could go either way sometimes. And it's very hard because when you're putting all of yourself and your trust in somebody, a lot of the time you might not hear what you're looking for. We go into it with expectations. And it's like those expect, when you put expectation on others, it, for me personally, it seems like, and it's not all the time, but it seems like most of the time you're going to be let down when you put your expectation in people and humans. And I mean, there's good people out there, but you know, for me personally too, it's right now I'm learning how to shift my mindset, the renewal of the mind. I've been in that a lot lately and just putting my expectation on what the Lord wants in this moment. Um, So in your story, what was that aha moment? Like, man, like, I got it. I got to give it all back to God. Yeah, that, that came after 
So, you know, fast forward after I walked out of ministry, I, I earned two degrees. I played basketball. I started a business. Mm. Um, I opened a gym and my gym was earning six figures a year, yeah. you know, almost a quarter million dollars. So, wow. um, you know, I didn't get into my childhood much, but from where I had come, I felt like I had arrived. Yeah. I was sitting on this, this high spot, um, a kid from, from nothing, but I ended up in prison. I mm. ended up getting in trouble and I, I lost everything. Wow. I lost my, I lost my wife. I lost my kids. Um, and I spent 18 months in prison. Wow. And when I came home from prison, um, like, like when I was there, I didn't seek God. I mm. didn't, uh, I wasn't one of the guys who finds Jesus in prison. I was mad mm. at God because I had felt that, you know, I had overcome so much adversity and obstacles to get to where I was. And I lost everything, um, wow. my own choice, my own decision. It, it was all on me. It was nobody else's fault, but I lost it. And so I was mad at God. And so I spent the the following year after being out of prison, rebuilding my kingdom, mm. uh, Andrew, and, and kind of reestablishing mm. myself. And once I was on the right track, I, I was still really empty and numb and uh, I needed more. And I knew I was missing something. And it was just, it was blatant that that something that I needed was Jesus. I needed a wow. relationship with God. Mm. So when you were, you know, before, before you got arrested and you realized what, you know, that you were going down a path, a certain path, you were making certain decisions. What was that? What was that process like for you? Like the first decision to go down a road that maybe you, you knew was not right. How, I guess, like, how was your heart during that? Like, did you feel a conviction from the Holy Spirit? Uh, no, I, I didn't because I numbed it. Mm-hmm. So looking back, I, I would drink occasionally. I wasn't, uh, I didn't get drunk, but I would drink. Um, I would take uh, p- pain pills mm-hmm. at night because I trained. So I, I really gave my life to fitness. So mm-hmm. I started doing bodybuilding. I started doing CrossFit competitions, things like that. So I was abusing steroids um, to get stronger. Mm -hmm. And so I would train hard and then I'd go home and I would take pain pills because I was so uh, beat up. Mm -hmm. And so I would take those pain pills with um, a little bit of alcohol and then I'd be down. So I would take some Adderall. Um, So, I mean, the, from the outside looking in, right. I had a lot of people fooled that my life was good Mm -hmm. from the outside. looking in, I had the wife, I had the kids, I had the nice car. I had the the business. I was on the chamber of commerce. Um, I had the, Instagram pictures. I had all that stuff on the outside. So there wasn't like this big call to help you know, people couldn't even tell that what I was living in and what I was, what I was doing. I was, I was fooling people. I was fooling myself, honestly. So, um, it was very gradual and it wasn't anything that was like, there wasn't this great big buildup Mm. that, that really heard, um, in my mind. And even looking back, it was just, it was very subtle. The enemy was very subtle and I was completely lost and uh, I, I got caught up in the law of attraction, mm. the seek, um, you know, the things of this, the, the, the wisdom of this world. Yeah. So there was that spiritual aspect. I was spiritual, but I was denying God, the creator and Jesus, the son and the Holy spirit. It wasn't part of my, my process. Wow. Mm. wow. Mm. So through that time, it, it sounds like your foundation, there was really no, f- there was, you had, the seed in you, but there was really no foundation. The, the, maybe the soil wasn't as fertile as it should be from you sowing into it. Yeah. Yeah. And my, my God was money at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, my God was success. So I was racking up accolades and achievements yeah. according to me. So a couple of degrees, um, I, I excelled at basketball. So I had a bunch of trophies and newspaper clippings and I was winning CrossFit competitions. So, um, I had posters and, I was, I was winning according to the world standards. And that was, that's what kept continuously pushed me. Mm. You know, it was there, there was fruit in my life, but it wasn't godly fruit. It was the fruit of chasing the flesh. Mm. Yeah. Mm. How do you feel like that relates to where you came from and like what you grew up in? Oh, it goes hand in hand because, uh, I, I grew up in foster care. I grew up bouncing around from home. Both of my parents were drug addicts. Um, my mother was a prostitute. My dad was her pimp. Mm, um, wow. You know, nobody in my family had really achieved anything. Nobody had had, I think there's one high school graduate. So for me, being success was my God. Yeah. It was what 
kept me going. I wanted to, I wanted to be more than anything my family had ever done. Mm. And so it directly correlates with mm-hmm. my upbringing um, because I equate success with money and mm. finances and the, the outward appearance, you know, you skeletons in the closet, stuff going on behind the scenes. But um, as long as you look good and you're polished and everything looks good on the outside, you know, nobody bats an eye. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's like, like you said, you were numbing. And so that, that realization that things really aren't, aren't filling you up as much as you maybe thought they would at this point, like didn't really come. And then you said when you got into prison, it was more anger that was showing up than anything. Can you like talk a little bit about that? Like what was, what were the thoughts that were feeding the anger? Um, I, I was, I resented God for, um, just allowing me to reach that height of success and then stripping it all away. Um, I felt entitled to, to, uh, I don't know, just to be free. I didn't feel like I deserved to be there. Um, there was so much, there was so much that went into mm-hmm. it. It was, uh, it was, yeah, it was life-changing. It was wow. the, the anger and the, 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 the resentment. I don't even know how to put it into words. I was just so hardened. There was Christian groups and many men reached out to me while we were there, you know, Hey brother, you should come to the the prayer. Cause there's a ton of mm-hmm. options and uh, resources when you're there in prison. Wow. And I was just like, no. And I would mock them. I was like, yeah, you know, you guys just have crisis faith. You guys are just here because you're in a, uh, you're in a bind, mm. you know, you, you get, you fall. And so it's like, help me God. I just, I was so, I was like a Paul. I was in there mm. persecuting wow. for assault. I was persecuting Christians, making fun of them. I just didn't, you know, it was a bad, it was a bad time. Mm-hmm. Mm. Wow. Gosh, that all of what you say just like really rings true to me and like, just to share a little bit about me like my my, I have two older brothers who are both battling addiction they have like pretty much since I've been born they're both 15 13 years older than me so a long time for them and um it's really that same thing there's they're they have anger and resentment and entitlement and um it's that's a hardening spot to be in it's like it requires a breaking to get past that. Yeah, definitely, definitely. And Andrew, for for men specifically too, who could be listening to this or will listen to this, who are in that breaking point, you know, I think again, like you know, if one of Catherine's brothers were to hear this, and they and and having children at that time, and then going to a place like you don't you don't want to be, you know what I mean? What can you say in that moment? Like to, for something to click, like if you had to tell somebody right now facing that, that future, what can you tell them for something to, to click? Yeah. I mean, I, I would just say that after being on both sides, there's nothing that compares. There's nothing that fulfills. There's nothing that gives you purpose and drive and vision and fulfillment and satisfaction like serving God. Mm. Um, it's the absolute best decision that I've ever made. And this comes after chasing the things of this world and and doing well at them, doing well at them. So I've been there and I've, I've felt that I've, I've achieved, um, but there's nothing, there's nothing mm. in this world that even comes close to the purpose that God will give you. Wow. Mm-hmm. Wow. Mm. Well, now let's let's start the actual podcast. No, I'm just messing. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I love that. I love that because I, I'm I'm going through that myself right now. Is just you know growing up in church all my life and feeling like you're called to a certain thing and being told you're called to a certain thing and, and running away with it as fast as you can. And I don't run fast, so it was catching up to me. <laughs> so, <laughs> but. But I feel that now, and every day I wake up and give it to him first, man, I, I honestly, I feel that peace, that transformational peace, and it surpasses anything that I can understand, just like that scripture says. Um, but I want to ask you, because you, you know, you have shared a lot about, uh, you know, your, your uh, past and what got you to where you are, and, you know, you are somebody who a lot of people are looking up to, and you're leading by example, um, but I want to talk just a little bit more vulnerably about what, what you may be walking through right now, what, where you have fallen short or where you feel like right now you're falling short. Um, and I want, I just want to hear from you in, when you're in the real, you know, thick of everything that's happening. Cause now you're, you're, you're carrying your cross every day. 
and that's not yeah. easy. Uh, can you talk yeah. to us a little bit about what you're walking through right now? Yeah, most definitely. Um, you know, I, I've, I've created this or God has put me in this position of power and mm. leadership. Um, and like you said, there's a lot of eyes on me um, as a leader in Christ. And uh, I'm exhausted. Mm. I'm, I'm tired. Uh, that's the one thing that I'm really walking through because I'm constantly pouring out of my cup mm. to fill up through prayer, through sharing scripture, checking in accountability. Um, I'm, I'm spread really thin. And some days, uh, today is a great example. I'm glad that we're talking about it. Today's one of those days where I, I just struggled mm. um, feelings and emotion wise to, to get into my word or to pray. Um, I have a routine. I like to, I, I always follow through regardless of my feelings or emotions, but um, sometimes the weight of the world gets heavy. Mm. Uh, hear about what everybody else is going through, the things that they're struggling with, um, their lack of authority and boldness and courage, and the, they can't get over sins that they're struggling with. It weighs my spirit down. Wow. And on the other hand, um, I am making such an impact. God's using me on such a broad uh, stage that the enemy is coming at me. Mm. I'm being attacked from every angle because if he can make me fall or if he can slow me down, then he can slow down or at least he can, he can render me useless. Mm -hmm. And so there's a lot of blowback. There's a lot of pressure. Um, for me, I've got to stay on my word. I've got to stay, you know, in my prayer closet, I've got to stay worshiping because if I'm not sharp, if I'm not on point, then, uh, you know, they're, they're, I let those people down who are depending on me. Yeah. Mm. What are some of the ways that the enemy attacks you specifically? Specifically doubt, mm. um, a lot of doubt. Uh, a lot of worry, anxiety. Um, today, it's been a lot of depression, just kind of down and, and out. Um, I wonder if I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing. I wonder if I'm doing enough. Mm -hmm. Am I answering the questions uh, accurately? Am, am, I, am I doing enough for people, you know, um, mm -hmm. especially with where I'm at? And as many people as I speak to on a daily basis, I, I don't get paid. This isn't a paid position. This mm -hmm. is something that, uh, you know, I'm doing with my, my time. Like yeah. it's, it's my heart, it's a calling. And so I'm doing all of this for free. And so I, I wonder and struggle with, you know, should I just stop? Should I pursue, you know, uh, fitness and health? Because when I was doing fitness and health, I was making a ton of money mm -hmm. um, where all the money was. That's where, that's where all the finances yeah. and provision was. So I've kind of turned my back on the financial aspect to pursue the kingdom of God. And so that doubt creeps in and it's like, Hey, well, you know, what are we doing? Is this what we're supposed to be doing? Mm -hmm. um, I think that's where he gets me. Yeah. It's so funny too, because I feel like the enemy will attack you in an area that you feel like you've already conquered it. Like for you, it's like you already went through this. Like, sh should I choose basketball in college or should I choose ministry? And like, going the route of choosing like basketball and a degree. And now it's like you faced with almost the same thing. Should I choose ministry or should I choose like a job? And um, <laughs> like, I, I don't want to give him like an, that credit, but it's like, he's crafty. Like he's, he'll, he'll find the little, the littlest pieces uh -huh. of you that are um, that, that have not been, elevated yet and uh -huh. he tries to keep them stuffed down instead of like letting them grow and uh -huh. so that's yeah that's just that's what he does to me <laughs> yeah mm. wow yeah so that's it's, it's so good that you share that because i know there's those laws like even even <laughs> getting to the point i was telling Catherine, i was like man i'm tired I'm like, I'm tired. And even, even wanting to getting set up to record and things like that. And I'm like, you know, it, it gets tiring to do certain things, especially when you are giving of yourself to the day and to, and to the people around you. So do you, do you take it easy on yourself? Like, do you, do you, how do you give yourself motivation or credit? Like, you know, or are you just hard on yourself than you should be more hard on yourself than you should be? Oh, absolutely. Um, <laughs> I, I believe that, that the reason why I achieved and by any means was because of 
the discipline mm. and the consistency and how hard I was on myself. Um, yeah. And it, it went from the physical aspect straight to the spiritual mm. aspect. And so I'm just as hard on myself, if not more, because the implication of me failing is far more serious mm. in the spiritual, mm. right? I don't mm. want to have to answer for souls at the end of my life. Yeah. And, and, you know, that's, that's a big responsibility. Mm-hmm. So I feel like I'm even more, hard on myself, um, in this season of life and in this realm of, uh, helping people with their spirituality. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And what would it, what would it look like for you to have more grace for yourself? That's a great question. It's something I, I'm still working I, on. I've been told. <laughs> I've been told. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, today I just, I, I was just battling with it today, just struggling with like, uh, you know, just, just canceling it, just shutting it all down. Mm. Um, Nobody would blink an eye. Just shut the the Instagram, shut down the TikTok, pack up my stuff, and and move back home. You wow. know, uh, it's it's a thought that crosses my mind. I would never act on it, but that that does it just crosses my mind. Mm. And I'm not I'm not failing by any means. I'm not doing anything. But that's that stronghold that the enemy gets. He mm. he sneaks in um, with just a a little bit of defeat, a little bit of uh, you know failure. And I, I struggle with that. Mm-hmm. I struggle with failure and. Um, not doing enough, not being the best version of myself. I don't like that. Mm. And for someone who has, um, you know, a significant like internet following, you of course have people who are going to judge you and send, you know, send what they're going to send. How do those moments affect you? Do they feed into this too? A hundred percent. Um, and that's something that I'm really working on. Uh, I try to pick my battles, but I know that there shouldn't be any battles, okay. but I've been learning to slide and delete, um, <laughs> comments or questions or, or things like that. Um, but I'm, I'm like, I'm like a, a son of thunder, man. I just, I still, mm. I still have some of those old behaviors yeah. where I'm, I'm explosive and I'm very confrontational mm. and, um, you know, I was raised not to be pushed around or bullied. And so when somebody's uh, even in the comment section, when they're getting at me, I only take so much. And mm. it seems like maybe once a day, I have that moment of just like unleashing, you know, yeah, in, in a, yeah. if somebody read it, they wouldn't think that I was being rude or disrespectful or unkind, but just kind of letting them have it, you know, mm-hmm. in a godly manner, a righteous <laughs> anger, I guess yeah. you would say. Right. Uh, but that happens on a daily basis. Man, mm. man. Mm. Yeah. I know I struggle yeah. with that myself. <laughs> well, I have, yeah. I can get there quick. Well, yeah, I think both of us are a little I think everyone is in their own in in their own sense reactive right Mm -hmm. like we all have our reactions that come at the snap of a finger and um it you're right it takes a taming of it for it to you spike and then it's like a gradual come down and Mm -hmm. you know with the grace of God it's like okay let's let's work on it not being so much of a spike um yeah how, how have you, how have you worked on that? Or is it still something that it's like, it seems like it just comes and it just like, it's strong every time. Mm -hmm. So, uh, my, my girlfriend, Kyra is my accountability partner. Mm. Um, he is amazing. And if you go in on my my posts, she's there commenting, filtering, she's, um, you know, kind of vetting the comments and whatnot. If she sees something that would typically bother me if I get to it first. Um, she'll let me know or she'll delete or she'll encourage me not to look or, you know, things mm-hmm. like that. So I have yeah. somebody who, you know, on my team who is making sure that she, she knows because she's the one who has to hear about it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> she's not very, she's not reactive. She, nothing bothers her wow. because she understands that um, the position of authority or leadership that I've taken on, it comes with the territory wow. and, you know, you're going to be under scrutiny. You're going to be under the watch of others. So she's unfazed. Um, and what we found is that if people can't agitate me, they start poking at her, mm. uh, you know, on my stuff, they'll comment on my stuff about her. And that's what really gets me fired up. And she'll go in and she just makes yeah. sure that I'm not getting lost in that. Yeah. Mm. That's good. Yeah. That's good. So yeah, you, that, that was a question I was going to ask what your support system was like in that. And I'm glad you, you touched on it. Cause I know that that is so important because when we started doing this podcast, it was like right at the start of COVID and we were just asking people like, what does your support system look like? Like you need people around you that are going to speak life into you, feed you in that way. Um, so I'm glad that, that you have somebody and a partner like that. 
Um, yeah. The other question I was going to ask you is how do you give yourself rest from it all? Not, mm. you know, not quitting, not, you know, just taking a day off because you might take a day off, but you might still, you know, scroll because it's, it's business as well. But how do you, what's, what is a Sabbath f- look like for you? Do you have one? Because you look like you know what chest and leg day are, but <laughs> what about rest day and not active rest, rest? <laughs> yeah, rest day. I don't, I don't know what muscle group that is, but um, <laughs> unfortunately. That's the brain, I, brother. That's the brain. <laughs> I, I do that when I sleep, I guess. Yeah. Um, one of those things where I, I apply the same work ethic I did to my, my physical fitness. Mm. Um, you know, no days off. I, I go hard. There's days where I'll call it an active rest day, like mm-hmm. you said, uh, where I'll have all my posts designed ahead of time. Okay. I'll, yes. I'll plug them in at the design times and then I'll just kind of leave my phone alone. Mm-hmm. So that would be a rest day for me. But I mean, I'm posting three times on Instagram a day, up to five times on TikTok, twice on YouTube, once or twice on Twitter. Um, so, I mean, and that's, there are no rest days in mm. the social media realm. Mm-hmm. Right. It, yeah. The days that are typically off are the days that most traffic is there. So yeah. your Saturday, Sunday, Monday, when you should be resting, that's when people are on their phone the most. Yeah. So yeah. it's like you posting if you want to make that impact. So, um, yeah, rest is definitely something I need to work on. <laughs> but I mean, in all honesty, though, I nap in the middle of the day. Yeah. I work out afternoon. I, I do take a lot of time your for self-care. myself. Self-care. Yeah, that's self-care. That's good. That's important. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's there. Mm-hmm. That's good. So I'm going to put a little add on to this, though. If you had to be challenged to give yourself a day of rest, that meant no phone, no no TV, anything, you know, what would that day look like for you? And even if you've never done it, but what what would you want that to be like? Have you ever thought about that? Oh yeah. I'll tell you right now, man. I would, uh, (laughs) (laughs) because, because every now and again, I do get to do that. So I would sleep in a little bit. I'd sleep in a couple extra hours, maybe six o'clock in the morning, Mm -hmm. six (laughs) 30 hours. When you waking Uh, up three, (laughs) four, about four, four 30. just depends on the day. Um, yeah, it's just, it's, that's how I've done for years working in factories, working in gyms. Definitely. I taught classes at 5.00 AM. My body just naturally is up. Mm -hmm. So I, I do that. Uh, I'd work out mm-hmm. on my ideal rest day because yeah. that's like my <laughs> I love working out. Mm-hmm. Uh, probably eat a really good breakfast, and then I would I'd like to go snowboarding. Mm. I, I snowboard. That's one thing that I picked up in the last year or nice. so. I've got the whole all the equipment. I'd like to go spend the day on the mountain yeah. snowboarding, and come home, eat pizza, nachos, <laughs> and ice cream, uh-huh. and then watch a movie. Mm. Mm. Yeah, that sounds good, man. Pizza <laughs> right? especially. I'm like, like, we got to eat thing. still. <laughs> um, but I like that you said you're waking up in the morning um, because lately I've been getting looked at like I'm crazy for telling people. And I don't know what time you go to bed. This is just what I've been trying lately. I've been working with a friend who's been like an accountability partner. Um, and man, like I've been going to bed about 8.30, but waking up about 4.30 and what I noticed is that because the way he framed he framed it is like I was like, man, you go to bed at 830 when he was first telling me about this. And I was like, he's like, yeah, what else do I have to give to the world after 830? Like I've I've put every part of myself out there. But he's like, the reason I wake up at 430 is because before that 830 in the morning, I'm giving to myself and I'm giving to God. I'm getting I'm giving to God and I'm giving things to giving time to myself to prepare myself to do the things that I can't get done, you know, and it just put a lot of things in perspective. So I've been really trying to live that out of my life. I mean, I'm pushing it closer to like five, five thirty now, but I'm still like, it wasn't, I'm, I'm at, I'm further ahead than I was before. You know what I mean? Before it was like, let me yeah. sleep till the last possible minute I can mm-hmm. before I have to get up 30 minutes later and maybe get to work, which is like 10 minutes away, you know? So yeah. It's it, but I feel that difference because I'm, I'm getting up and it's almost like I'm letting the day not, I'm not letting the day happen to me. I'm not letting it dictate to me. I'm, I'm up in the, I almost get jealous 
that people like when I see the cars and the sun coming up, I almost get jealous now that people are trying to infiltrate on my day, you know? (laughs) (laughs) So that's my long witted explanation, but also question of like, how important is that for you? I know it's, it it gives you time, but how important is that for you to have that quiet time for just Andrew? It's a must. Um, And it's always been that way for me. I I have to get up. Uh, My kids sleep until nine or 10, you know, (laughs) their kids, uh, even, you know, I just, I, I have to, I've always been a morning person, mm. you know, four o'clock in the morning is usually, uh, my body just wakes up, it mm. goes. And like you said, I'm, I'm in my word, I'm getting things done. I feel so accomplished mm. and I'm on, I'm on the West coast. So, yeah. uh, if I'm, if it's four o'clock here, it's 7am over there. Wow. So people are up, yeah. birds are chirping, you know, like business is going. So I can't afford to be asleep at six, it's nine o'clock, you know, nine o'clock here, it's, it's lunchtime over there. So that's how I look at it is I've got to be up, you know, doing that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's good. That's good. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, you know, going back to the, to the whole thing about doubt, and I know you mentioned a lot of things on that list, but what are maybe like two or three uh, damaging, like really damaging thoughts that, that creep in every day for you? Maybe it's something just when you look in the mirror, that first thing. Hmm. For me, it'd be like, man, I got to go to the, go to the gym, but I know that's a whole fight in itself, (laughs) but, but what's that like for you? Oh man, I, I honestly, like being honest, I I don't know if I have that. Mm. It's something that I necessarily, um, you know, first thing in the morning, looking in the mirror. Yeah. I, I don't know. I, I look at everything and I just got like a laundry list. I have a never ending mm. list of done. And yeah. so when I get up, I, it's almost like waking up into being overwhelmed. Mm. Just, um, I can go to sleep. I'll give you an, uh, an example. I can go to sleep and answer all of my messages. Mm. Okay. On Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, get everything clear. I sleep for seven, eight hours. I wake up. There's 30. I'm, wow. I'm behind already. Wow. So if I'm trying to get into my word and get into my, my prayer closet and take care of business, you know, that puts another hour or two on top of it. Mm. Now there's 50 messages. Yeah. And so it's all day fighting against it. And by mm. the end of the night, I finally swipe, I get it all done. I'm finally done. I got them all caught up. I go to sleep. I wake up and it's again. Mm. And it's, that's where the exhaustion comes in because the devil never sleeps. Like no. he's not taking time off. No. People's needs are still there. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's more prayer requests. There's more, you know, questions. It's, it's never ending. So are you, are you the type of person who feels like you have to answer, I mean, not answer every single question because we know a lot of them are those ones that like you need to get out from in front of your eyes <laughs> because that negativity. But, um, are you a type of person that feels like you have to answer the need of every person that is within your reach? Yeah. Yeah. Mm. I think that's one of my toxic traits, um, mm. is, and maybe it's toxic, maybe it's not, but, uh, I don't take the position that I have lightly. Um, I don't think that I'm at a point and I don't think I'll ever be at a point where I'm too good to respond to people. Mm. Like God has put me in a position of power and authority Mm -hmm. and I need to exercise that fairly. There's Mm -hmm. nobody too small. There's nobody, you know, not important enough for me to respond to. And every is a very real need. If somebody takes the time to reach out because they need help, um, I would hate to be that person who didn't reach out and then they go and hurt themselves or, uh, you know, something happened. Maybe I'm their last line of help. Mm. And so that, that haunts me. And so I do make it a point. I have an open DM policy. Um, I won't respond if it says, Hey, I won't respond if it says, hi, uh, I'll be really snarky. If it says, can I ask you a question? I'll say you just did. Um, <laughs> I wish you would have just Hold led on. with the let, question. Let me, so let me see what, let me see what I put. Uh, now you got yeah. me. <laughs> <laughs> I think I was like, Hey, Andrew, <laughs> but no, that's good. man. <laughs> I appreciate, I appreciate you being honest about that, but I want to take this for what it is. Uh, I want to still challenge you back to the question I asked earlier within all that. Cause I love that. And like, that, that's, you know, if, if people are in that position, I feel like that's how it should be. But also what can you do to have more grace on yourself so that it doesn't have to feel like it's every single day that you got to get back to it and get it like how can what are areas that you can 
give grace to yourself, you know, and you don't have to answer that now if you want to. Awesome. But I, I want to continue to challenge that for you because I look up to you. I watch your stuff and I don't want you to burn out on me, mm-hmm. you know, <laughs> I don't but, burn out. I don't foresee it burning out, but uh, <laughs> the grace is just something that, that I think that'll forever be um, a challenge for mm. me. Mm. It'll always be a challenge and an area that I, I struggle in um, just because the drive to succeed outweighs everything else. Yeah. And, you know, now that the stakes are higher, um, success in the realm of ministry, I believe are higher than any other stakes because we're talking about souls mm. and um, I take it, I take it very serious. And my thing is like, what if I, you know, and this is dark, but what if I die tomorrow? Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, what, what if, true, though. what very if this day, I want to be told, well done, good and faithful servant. Mm. I want, I want God to be pleased and know that I gave everything to everybody I had without asking for anything yeah. in return. Yeah. You know, my time, my effort, I don't have no money, but I do have time and mm-hmm. energy and effort. And I want to help as many people as I can because I spent so much time yeah. destroying, destructing and hurting people. Mm-hmm. Like I spent a lot of my life doing that. So mm-hmm. it's kind of like, I don't want to say it's a punishment because it's not, mm-hmm. but it's like my, my plight is, um, mm. it's, it's what I'm, I'm going to fight with for the, till the day I die is me trying to give and put more back into this world as good because I spent so much time taking yeah. from it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I think the Lord calls us to work and like, really we do our best work too in the areas that like we have struggled with the most too so it's like you you struggling with really hurting and being like destructive to people now it's like yeah he's called you to like the opposite end of that where you can like not you don't save people but you lead them to the savior you know that's that like you said that's a huge calling and yeah, I mean, it's taken that's, up your cross. It's taken up your cross. Yeah. And that's, that's, that might be what it is. And ha- have you, have you forgiven yourself for, for, for those things that you've done in the past? For you? Absolutely. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Definitely. Cause I was going to say, I know sometimes when we feel like there's so much we want to do and so much we want to help, it's because maybe we're like, man, I did this and I want to make up for it. And that's good. And I, and I love that, you know, somebody like you can be vulnerable and say that and, and be honest about it too. Like it's a struggle, it's a struggle. And we all, we all go through a suffering and a, and a crushing. And I say this a couple of times in our episodes, I listen to like TD Jakes and Stephen Furtick and they did a sermon together. And one of the things that TD Jakes said is like, your, your reward for a challenge is just another challenge. You know, so if we took that mentality to it, we'd know that we need to pace ourselves and, mm-hmm. and, and take that time to have grace on ourselves. So I appreciate you being vulnerable in that way. Um, do you, do you read like it, it, other than reading the Bible and, and you're busy all the time, you have time for books, things I like do, that. Yeah. So what, what kind of books are you reading that, that feed you as well? So right now I'm uh, reading this book. I got it right here. It's called The Whisper mm. by Mark Batterson. Oh man, the circle maker, man. Yeah, good, good book here, yeah. The Whisper. I'm also reading uh, a book called uh, It's the Gospel Primer. Yeah. So mm. just a bit about the gospel, and then um, another one that somebody sent me here. It's called uh, Reformed Theology. Mm-hmm. Just understand basics of reformation and, and that stuff. So kind of a history of Christianity. So I, I do spend a lot of time in my spare time reading right here in the war room. <laughs> my, why they're, they're all right here. Right. Like, this is, this. That's good, man. That's awesome. Yeah. Cause I know I, I've had a book, I had a bookshelf full of books that I never read. <laughs> so I've been trying to read about 50 pages a day or more if I can. And I feel like that's, that's what, is going to really give you the foundation of words um, to be able to continue to carry you on in the walk that you're walking in. Um, And yeah, I mean, it's so important because when you're leading by example, it's, it's such a thing that you do not, there's no, there's no, I know we've been talking a lot about rest and getting rest and being graceful, but there's, there's no rest in, in the spiritual realm. I feel like. And the fact that, you know, you're preparing yourself in that, because even when you are sleeping, like, like she said, like the devil's not sleeping, mm-hmm. 
So right. even your mind, you, you're covering your mind with the things that you put into your body every day. Um, and I love that you've been vulnerable with that because what you put out, you know, what you reap is what you sow and what you sow is what you reap. Um, can you tell me some of those uh, true norths that you have? So you, I know you didn't have too much of, of a damaging thought every day, but what are some true norths? What are some things that you're like, this is, this is what I'm holding on to. These are the promises that I'm holding on to other than, other than what you put out in the world, like for your personal growth. Yeah, I guess uh, that's a good question. We talked about that. My, my true North would just be, um, you know, the goal, the uh, traveling, like I, mm-hmm. that's one thing that's, that's big for me mm-hmm. is, uh, is, is traveling and seeing the world um, and ministering while I go mm. like the, Thing that I see myself doing and the vision that God's put in my heart is traveling to different churches mm. and sharing my time mm. um, and, and going out evan- of basically being an evangelist. Yeah. Mm. That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah man. Hopefully yeah. we can get you out here in Chicago mm-hmm. somehow, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. when we get back, be back in our building. Um, yeah. I think you would be awesome to speak to that, to this congregation out here for sure. Have you been to Chicago or? Never been to Chicago. Never no. been to Chicago. Oh <laughs> no. my goodness! Well, you got to come and grab some Portillos, some White Castle. Uh, no, you won't eat all that stuff. But right, <laughs> is White Castle just you'll, in you'll Chicago? Eat it. <laughs> but, Believe that. Yeah, we got to we got to get you out here, man. But um, what would be like your words of affirmation or just encouragement to anyone who can relate to any part of your story? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, you know, words of affirmation are just like encouragement is, uh, it's my slogan, you know, my slogan is keep grinding and, uh, it's kind of like whatever you're going through, whatever you're dealing with, um, there's obstacles, there's issues, the world will have you, you know, the, you're, you're back up against the wall. Um, you got to keep going and you got to keep pushing through. Um, if you're above ground and you're breathing, like there's something to be happy about there's Mm -hmm. there, you can boy um and i believe that there's there's always purpose in the pain mm. so whatever it is that you're dealing with whatever it is that you're going through if it like god has a purpose for the pain and he can turn it to make it out for his glory um you know life is life is a struggle uh, we all go through it um, and it just varies by degree but on this side i can tell you and looking back in retrospect I, nothing that i went through was done in vain mm. um, the mess that i made of my life and was able to make a miracle like he's given me so many chances and there was an opportunity a fork in the road and he said ministry or go your own way i went my own way and even after making a mess of my life he was still able to use that experience for me to only reach more people through that time that I spent away from him. So um, just keep grinding, keep Mm. grinding, keep, and always, always the answer to all your problems Mm. to to everything is going to be found in the word of God and in the the persons of Jesus Christ. Mm. Mm. That's so amazing. I love that, that he used the time away from him, like to, to make an even stronger and uh, more, forceful testimony Mm -hmm. of like, how could this have happened without his saving grace? That's amazing. And then one last thing, Andrew, you mentioned the purpose and the pain. Do you feel like you are walking in your purpose right now? A hundred percent. Awesome. Yeah. I couldn't be so like when the, when the guy prophesied, you know, when I was 23 years old, he said that I have words of gold and I will speak to millions of people and bring them to Jesus. God mm-hmm. will use me in a powerful way. And, um, I couldn't see that at the moment, but I mean, I can sit here and tell you that, you know, collectively across all platforms, I have almost a million followers. Yeah. Uh, I've, my TikToks have over 12 million likes, meaning that over that millions of people have heard the yeah, gospel of absolutely. Jesus Christ. Mm. Um, it literally has come true. It's I'm walking in exactly what was prophesied over my life. 13 years ago. Mm. Mm. Yeah. It doesn't get more, it doesn't get more like poetic, um, in my eyes for my life, uh, for, for God's vision and purpose than, than that. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's beautiful. Yeah. Thank you so much, man. That is that, you know, there is, um, there's such a impact in faithfulness and, and that's not a short road, you know, somebody, you know, you might've heard this already and people don't become, uh, an overnight success overnight, 
you know, sometimes it takes 10 years to become an overnight success. (laughs) Sometimes it takes for somebody like you to say, I've been doing this for a while. I've got a little thing. I'm just going to be myself and put this out with no expectations. And the Lord has given you back tenfold and will continue to do that. Um, So you are just an example to a lot of people out there. I just want to encourage you as you encourage others. I want to encourage you and thank you for being vulnerable. Thank you for being here and letting the Lord use you because that, that is no easy task to give that control up to anybody. But the fact that you're giving it up to somebody who is going to um, just do tremendous things through, through your walk is awesome. So I want to thank you for that. Um, The last thing I would like a favor, if you could just pray us out, Mm -hmm. I would love for you to pray us out. Let's do it. Awesome. Heavenly Father, we just come before your throne by the blood of your son, Jesus Christ. We just want to thank you for the time that we got to spend together, God, bringing glory to your name. Lord, we know that all roads and all signs lead to you. God, we just pray that you would breathe breath into anybody listening to this conversation, to this podcast, God, that you know their situation, you know what they're dealing with or going through. We pray that you would give them eyes to see, ears to hear, Lord, and a heart to understand that if even one person take something from this God, then it wasn't done in vain. We pray that your Holy Spirit would lead them and guide them and direct them, that it would help them see the direction that you would have them go. I just want to lift up my brothers and sisters, whoever's listening to this God, whatever they're struggling with, whether it be addiction, whether it be uh, to pornography or drugs or alcohol, I don't know what they're dealing with. Maybe it's a health issue. Father God, maybe it's provision. We just ask that you would touch their situation, that you would touch their life, God. We thank you for this time we spent together. We praise you. And we pray all of these things in the authority given to us by our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. 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 Thank you so much. We're going to get there. Take my hand.